Welcome in to the All Talk Podcast. This is one of your hosts. These are always special episodes. One of your hosts, Jeff Woodruff, and today is Thursday. Can't believe that. Thursday, August 27th. Can't believe that either. And I'm in, I'm joined by uh, a, a professional, a peer in the industry, Miss Lydia Taylor. Lids, thanks for uh, spending your Wednesday afternoon with me. I appreciate it. What's up, Jeffy? I never thought I'd get the call up to the big leagues, but here I am today. I'm happy to be here. I'm actually a little nervous. First podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, so it, you're you're in the industry. This is probably monumental. Um, rather than you know speaking in front of a, a stadium full of tens of thousands of people, you get the right. pleasure of speaking to me via FaceTime. We ran into a lot of technical issues and you have all the <laughs> listeners to uh, impress as well. So uh, I understand why it could be a little bit nerve wracking for you today. Yeah, the technical issues of being at mom and dad's house right now. So we're, we're doing the best we can. But you know, what? we're here, we're ready to go. I honestly, I don't I don't call them nerves, really. But I would rather be in front of a crowd of Super Bowl crowd, World Series crowd, then like one on one. I don't know why. It's just, it's what I would what prefer. The hell? But here we are. Am I am I weirding you out right now, or is this one on one weirding you out? Yeah, it's a little. It's making me a little nervous, but we're okay. All right. Okay. Well, just imagine. You know, we've got all of our employees in the back. We have stat department, <laughs> right. legal. Everyone like that. So yeah. just imagine them in the room with us here uh, and, and we'll be in. sure to get through it. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I'm feeling better by the minute. All right. Good. Because we're in like minute, uh, we're in minute two of the episode right now. And I think it's going very well, personally. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. At least you think it's yes. going good, you know? I mean, ultimately, I'm kind of the final say in the decision making. True. So. I, I am just the co-host today. I'm in the passenger seat. I'm not driving. So you've got it, Captain. Take it on. Yes. All right. Hopefully hopefully I don't steer us off a cliff today, uh, but episode 31, we are more than happy to be here. This week has snuck up on me very quickly because I was enjoying some lake time, some time off, um, and today was like my Monday. I saw some emails coming through that were like, I'm out of the office until the 31st, and I was just doing like a plus seven, seven days to figure out when the 31st was going to be. Anyway, I was judging people. Lo and behold, I just thought today was Monday and it was actually Wednesday. So it has been quite the whirlwind. Um, But we're on episode 31. I am dedicating this episode to longtime Chiefs legend Priest Holmes. Uh, Priest is one of the the earlier players in in my athletic career that, that sticks out to me. He was he was elementary years for sure. He was he was in like the really gritty like grainy videos that yeah. you go back and you're like, "Oh my god, how did we even see what was happening on the t- television?" Like yeah, pre-social media era, there is not a single like maybe there's like did MySpace have sports on it? I have no idea, but I highly doubt it. Okay, we are in this very weird generation, like our age, so like 96, 95 babies, where yeah. like MySpace is a big like, or like AIM or whatever is like uh-huh. a big icebreaker in the corporate world. It's like, what was your AIM name? And 
I was like, yeah, sorry. I, I never really had, like, I did not have one. Um, and, and I always feel awkward. Were, were you ahead of your time? Did you ha- have an AIM or MySpace? I did not have either. This was a real big dinner table discussion in the Taylor family because my older siblings were allowed to have an AIM. Granted, they are six and seven years older than me, but I, in third grade, you know, I wanted to hit the web. I wanted to see what my friends were doing after school because lots happened. So I needed to catch up with them and I was completely shut down. Um, I was not allowed to do that. So it's still a little bit of a sore subject. I don't know if you can tell, but no AIM or MySpace for me, but Facebook. Yep. It was popping freshman year of high school. Facebook was, was the absolute place. And like, we didn't, I did not get my first cell phone until like eighth grade. And then Mm -hmm. we would have to sign on to like my parents' desktop computer to get on Facebook. Like we didn't have smartphones or anything. Wow. No, literally terrible. I remember coming home from like seventh and eighth grade and I just go straight to our desktop computer and I'm just like YouTubing videos I have like a bowl of goldfish maybe some queso with chips and I'm just on the web I don't know what I'm doing maybe like a little karaoke I think there were definitely some times where I was like trying to see if I was good at singing um career (laughs) right (laughs) gotta see all the career paths Yes. Well, actually, that, that kind of brings us to a nice place because I want to make sure the listeners understand who is joining me this afternoon. Um, you actually, I, I'm always super interested in just like what other people do. Like our job takes up, you know, at least like eight hours of our day every single day. And mm-hmm. it's sort of a weird thing, like with your friends and like your roommates, like you just, don't ever really talk about it. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what either of my roommates do for 40 hours out of the week. Um, but in your in your situation, it's it's very interesting. You're sort of, dare I say, a public fig figure at this point. <laughs> is is that the correct categorization of of your job? You know, I. I think where I'm going, that would be possibly something that you could categorize me as. But, you know, it's just been a really (laughs) – watch out. Um, That's not the goal, though. You know, the real goal is, honestly, 10 years ago, I would have said working for the Kansas City Royals. But, you know, how could that happen? That's just not going to happen for me. And Mm -hmm. here I am. Uh, working for the Kansas City Royals, working for the Kansas City Mavericks, the ECHL uh, minor league hockey team in Kansas City. They're affiliates with the Calgary Flames. So I've been with the Mavericks for five years. I wear 80,000 hats. I do community relations, social media, content behind the camera, content in front of the camera, TV reporting, all of that jazz, TV features. Um, it's been a wild ride. Started out as an intern there. Um, I spent a lot of my college weekends, junior and senior year, driving to Independence, Missouri, uh, working for the Mavericks. But, you know, it got me to the Royals. So I do both Mm -hmm. Um, in stadium hosting for the Kansas City Royals, um, pregame show host Royals Countdown. And it's been a ride. I love it. And it's, you know, you look back and it's kind of crazy to say I've been with the Mavericks for five years already. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is my third season with the Royals, although different. We're still figuring it out. But yeah, I'm, I'm living my dream. I'm getting to utilize 
things that make me happy, which is this talking to people, getting to know people, talking about sports, um, and just genuinely being myself, which is such a blessing that that's kind of where my career has brought me is um, a place where I really feel like I can just utilize my my skills to your, work. Your natu- yeah, your natural skill set. And that's incredibly interesting. And it's honestly just a needle in the haystack to find like your first profession that you get into is something that you feel like you were, I, I don't want to say destined, but like grew up really passionate about. Um, yeah. What do you, I was, I was thinking back. So you and I have known each other for quite some time. We've known yep. each other for 10 years. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that, Everyone that everyone our age that we like knew through high school, through college and everything like that, we're now at the 10 year mark, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, So I want to I want to bring it back. Like I remember early on sort of in our friendship where like we talked about what you were interested in and stuff like that. And it's always been sort of this path to, you know, report on the sidelines, be affiliated Mm -hmm. with a, a sports organization, whatever it may be. Can you remember back to like one of your earliest experiences, like growing up where you were like watching someone watching a game and you're like, wow, that looks really cool. I want to do that. There wasn't a specific moment, but growing up, we had a lot of athletes in our family and I unfortunately um, was a cheerleader, (laughs) not unfortunately, but so I was drugged to all of my sisters. Our 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 cheerleader audience is massive on this podcast. So apologies <laughs> right. for everyone that Lydia just offended. <laughs> no, I don't regret it at all. I loved it, and I think that's really um, just being on the sidelines for my brother and sister. Being on the sidelines as a cheerleader that sounds so cliche, but I felt this like emotional connection to the athletes and to the the sport, and it was. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but, you know, always watching Sunday, uh, Sunday night football with my dad, um, college game day on Saturdays, Samantha Ponder was a really big, um, still is a really big role model for me. I think she is totally somebody who is doing what she is meant to be doing. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think it was just kind of multiple different things. I knew I was a little weird and a little out there and I I knew that I loved sports, but being on the sidelines of that and being able to tell the stories and talk to people and, you know, take things off the field, that's that's really what kind of lit the fire for me was seeing all these different stories play out when they come off the field and really feeling a connection to that. Yes. It- that's honestly like just such a I've always remembered you know seeing like your different patterns like how you were progressing getting a job to begin with with the Mavs like I feel like that's just such a perfect step for you and I remember just being like wow this is something that Lydia has talked about for since I've known her and look at her like going and pursuing actually what she's really excited about doing so hats off to you always a big appreciation there um, specifically on the Royals, and, and I want to get into a little bit of MLB talk. So, all right, you are in the stadium. Are you in? We, we talked about this a little bit to uh prior to us starting, but your day to day, 
even with this COVID stuff, are you still like, what's their procedures like going into the stadium for what what do you, what do you want to be called? Like an assistant or staff member of the team? Is that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, So right now my schedule is kind of interesting because of COVID. So with the Mavericks, that would be my traditional nine to five job. Um, and then obviously games on the weekends, events after work. So it's definitely not a nine to five, um, nine to five but very loose. yeah, very loose terminology, but with the Royals, so the Royals is, um, in season part-time. So that's always what that has always looked like for me is showing up on game days and I, you know, we have meetings and then we get ready for the game and we go out and have fun and you walk out of the meeting to the K blast and music you hear a little bit of bp going on so it's it's definitely every time i'm walking into work whether the team is there or not it's i try to really be present in that moment because Mm -hmm. it's very it's something that i've you know always kind of dreamed of so it's not an everyday thing you know i'm definitely part-time there um so really the protocol with me isn't super I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, I'm at home at my parents. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, staying safe, staying in my own bubble and going into work when I'm called on and doing it. But I mean, I feel like we're talking so much about me. I want to give you major kudos because I think one of the biggest things I struggle with is going out and doing something like I am currently doing there I'm always so worried about judgment and people thinking I'm in it for reasons that I'm not. And it's really been this past year, people we've known for 10 years, you know, Colton Robeson with Lux and you with this podcast, whatever it is, seeing our friends, people our age going out and doing things that they want to do, making their career and life paths um, into what they want it to look like. I just think it's so cool. And it's really inspired me and listening from day one to episode 31, you've definitely gotten so much better. And for everybody listening at home, podcasting is not easy because although it is just talking into a microphone, you know, the transitions, your voice, your tone, everything that goes behind it, um, is a lot of work. So props to Jeff for doing this, going out on a limb. I think it's been really great. And I hope the all talk pod lives on forever and ever. We'll see. We're shooting for 50 episodes this year. And then we'll see if, if I come out and I say, Hey, are we going to ax this? If a bunch of people get pissed at me, then, you know, I'll keep it going. I think what I'm looking to do in 2021 moving forward with the pod, and we're not going to spend too much time on this, but I might bring in like, some college intern or something and be like, Hey, can you do all of this stuff for me? And I'll pay you like a yeah. hundred bucks a week or something like that, because it's just too much to do by yourself uh, when yeah. I'm working like a full-time job and doing this. Um, so shout out class of 2014, uh, St. Thomas yeah. Aquinas. We are doing massive things right now. We Very are. proud of everyone. Um, for the Royals specifically, Mm-hmm. We are we are a little bit below 500 right now. It's a 60 game season. You know, it, it's one of those seasons. First year with the new manager, um, mm-hmm. Salvi's coming back from injury as well. 
but there are a lot of really strong bright spots that I feel like this team has um, specifically on the pitching. So I want to see maybe not this year, but I feel like our chances to, to make some waves in our division going into next year is, is very possible for this team and, and for the guys that we have. Oh my gosh. I think the biggest takeaway of the season so far is this excitement that there is whether we win or we lose there is pure talent that we are seeing and that we have been looking forward to for multiple years now that are hitting the majors and they're producing you know so we've got like chris bubich brady singer all doing great brad keller can we talk about his first couple of starts phenomenal and you know he was out um the last month or two of the previous season so things are really coming into place and I'm a, I'm a diehard Royals fan through and through, but I think the biggest takeaway of the season so far is just no matter what happens as we move into September, there is a team to root for next year. That's going to contend and it's going to be continuing to improve because it's not like just a couple names that we've seen hit the majors this year is the end of um, the list that we have of prospects. You know, Mm -hmm. they're all down at the T-Bone stadium right now. And it's, it's exciting. Who are we going to get called up? And is it like, it's no longer, Oh, you know, is it too early for him to be called up? It's just been, you're seeing these guys realize dreams and produce and show what the club's future looks like. And I, I have a really hard time understanding how a Royals fan can come out of this season, not excited for multiple seasons to come. And, and I will say like this year, especially this isn't, you know, maybe it's not our world series team that we had in 2015. Like we're still waiting for guys to mature just a little bit, but this season of all seasons feels like the perfect opportunity to just set us up for a really, really great next few years. Because like you mentioned, we have a really good farm system right now. And this 60 game just sort of weird, you know, I I don't want to call it like an asterisk season or anything like that, because they're obviously still going out there playing real games, playing meaningful games. But what we've seen is a lot more guys getting called up and having the ability to, to make their major league debut get some of that experience. So when we move into a full 160 game season, those guys are going to be ready to to rock and roll for next year and the years to come. So I, I'm very excited for for everything as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the biggest thing is just the excitement that, you know, you could call last year a rebuild year and this year with Mike Matheny, like the way the players talk about their new manager is brings me back to that chemistry of 14, 15, where they're not just playing baseball, they're playing as a team, they're playing to win. And that's also, that is what really gets my gears moving is that other side of what's happening in the clubhouse. And I just think all the pieces are really falling together and, you know, wins, losses, we don't know what September is going to look like, but I think the games that we win, you know, that game that we won against the Cardinals last night. I mean, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's some good baseball to watch. Yes. I mean, honestly, anytime we can beat the Cardinals or any St. Louis uh, franchise, sign me up for it. I'm, I'm totally happy with that. Sorry, Chad. Right. I know you're out there listening. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, sorry. Sorry, buddy. 
Yeah, not sorry. I think really, really good things for uh, the Royals to come in the next few years. I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully Gordo gets another taste of base uh, playoff baseball by the time he hangs him up. Because I mean, everything he's contributed to the franchise up to this point is pretty much insurmountable. So I, I want to see Gordo get another taste of playoff baseball. Um, switching gears a little bit to hockey as well, because you're sort of my hockey gal. All right. I am I'm what I would call classify myself as a casual fan. Right. Uh growing up in Kansas City, you know, I, I never really had the deep roots, no NHL yeah. teams to root for, but I do have the Dallas Stars now residing yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And uh lo and behold, the Stars are doing quite well these these playoffs. Very exciting stuff. So I, I want to get your feel. Walk me through a, a couple of the teams that you have on your radar that are like, okay, are, are these guys the ones that if Jeff was a better, then he should maybe bet on at this point? So my two teams besides the Flames, um, obviously with work connections, are the Blues and the Caps. So both of those teams were knocked out in round one. Blues locked to, I know, Blues lost to the Canucks. Um, and then the caps were taken down by New York. So that's a bummer. But here is the glimmer of hope. And this is why being with the Mavericks is so cool. So you're in the minors, right? And not every player that comes through the ECHL is going to touch NHL ice. In fact, it's probably, I, I'm not going to go on to say a percentage because I'm not good with math and I'm probably <laughs> going to shoot really bad. So, but a former Mavericks player, Carter Verhage, plays plays for the Lightning, and they are doing really good right now. They're in a series with the Bruins, tied 1-1. They've got a game tonight, and I'm just really rooting for him and for the team. The Lightning have been really fun to watch. They have that Stanley Cup playoff speed, that energy. Mm-hmm. My favorite postseason is Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't care if you're – just a casual fan. You never watch hockey. Don't focus on the puck. Focus on the play. Yes, there are actually hockey plays. There are lines. There are positions. If you focus on the puck, you're going to get a little seasick, especially on TV. Watch the play. And there's just nothing better than Stanley Cup playoffs, in my opinion, because it's just so fast moving. And the Bruins lightning matchup is really one I think all of you guys should watch. The first two games, last night they went into OT. So I think tonight and the rest of the series is going to be a really fun one to watch. Your stars are up against Colorado. They're doing we all have, right. The stars are up 2-0 in the series. And honestly, it, so Brent Bachman is, is a renowned KU hockey player, former club star uh, at yeah. KU. And right. he, he's always one of the guys that I find texting me the day after, morning of a, of a Thursday episode. I can typically bet on Brent Bachman texting me to maybe enlighten my no- uh, hockey knowledge a little bit. Brent is is very, very high on the avalanche, and hmm. they've got a couple of, of great skaters out there, but I will say, Brent, the Stars are up 2-0, and I don't care about the avalanche, and they're fast skaters, okay? I care about pucks on net, Pucks in goal. That's that's all I care about. And and somehow the stars have decided that what they like to do is go down like 3-0 
and then mm-hmm. just score like seven goals unanswered. And it makes for some of the most entertaining hockey that you can imagine. So I'm totally with you. NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs is like, if not better. Uh, okay, I'm going NFL, then NHL for, for playoff atmosphere. I, I think that's fair. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you because so here's why I'm going to disagree. Don't get me wrong. The hype of the Super Bowl, there's nothing like it. All right. But NHL, MLB, you get the series, you get the competitive, you're grinding against the same team night after night. And you're whatever team you're cheering for. It's, it's a different it's a different fan experience. You're, I'm is shaking my foot. to flip a table over or something in her parents' living room right now. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, but it's just I, I felt a little bit with the Chiefs comparatively to the Royals World Series win. There was so mm-hmm. much more of a buildup with the Royals because you have series after series after series we're up, we're down, you know, crazy seventh innings, like whatever it is, there's just so much going on. And then you get to the Super Bowl, and don't get me wrong. Our chiefs made the playoffs. They made us sweat and they made those games. I mean, you know, second half team through and through, but Mm -hmm. I just think there's something about a playoff like NHL, MLB that have a series to really just get that hatred towards the other team. Yeah, I I agree. And just a quick point um, before we move on, I want to talk just really briefly on um, some NFL stuff. But I will say the Lightnings are, are the Lightning are playing the Bruins and I am 100 billion percent in favor of the lightning strictly because the bruins hail from boston i am (laughs) i'm I'm sick and tired i I used to not this hatred actually they've seen enough yes this this hatred really recently overtook me to where i i sat down in a in a dark room i had some essential oils going and it came to me how much i hate boston in general so so now I don't care what it is, but if Boston is playing in it, I'm rooting for the other team. You're rooting for the other team. Yes. (laughs) Very fair. Very fair. So Lightning, please bring it home. Stars, let's uh, shut shut Brent's mouth up for us. Uh, Let's see if the Stars game, This I will say my one knock on hockey this year, Hmm. we have a a Stars game tonight. It starts at 930. Yeah. That's but great. you could you could also take that into a pro because they started off and it was all day hockey. You turn That's on the true. TV and it was all day hockey. There's you know yeah. there's a pro and con to that. So that you're going to have some late night games, but you're also going to get a full day of hockey, which I can't complain about. Yeah, it, it also kind of set me up for withdrawals too. Like I was just getting sports overload, and then the stimulation. Now, yes, now I'm starting to wean off of it. Yeah. Well, we were literally without it. Everybody's just watching reruns or listening to sports radio and having them come up. It it was just painful. I felt really bad for them because what do you talk about when there hasn't been sports for month after month and that's your job, you know? So for like you, I feel like you're in that same boat. Like, were you still like doing your, your normal day to day? Like how, how did all of this impact you? 
Yeah. So, I mean, just like everybody else, you, you adopt and you figure it out. So with the Mavericks, we did a little COVID Zoom interview series where we mm-hmm. interviewed multiple you know, our arena manager, we interviewed the president and general manager of the Mavericks, our new head coach, and just kind of talked about the different perspectives from business side, from a hockey side, from a nationally owned arena. What is it? What does this look like for you guys? So just like every other industry, you figure out a way to adapt, you figure out what your audience, what your clientele is in need of at that time, and you try to figure it out for them. So same deal. And Again, kudos to those sports radio guys because they figured it out and that that had to be hard to do. So good for them. I mean, I, I literally started this. So the whole podcast idea for me, I, I've said this before, but it basically came out as like an outlet for me to just ramble on about Chiefs, Chiefs all the time. And, <laughs> you know, 2020 started and I was like, all right, that's a nice even date, a new date. I had to like buy all this podcast stuff like I had to figure out how to work the soundboard which I'm still struggling to figure out and I was like all right sweet like I'm gonna have Chiefs football Super Bowl and then we're gonna go into March Madness like I'll be able to talk about baseball and training camp like to fill in sort of the offseason of the NFL right and then like everything happened and I was like oh god like what did I get myself into so uh yeah us us professionals in the industry, we definitely felt it, but we are so incredibly close to being back. Um, the Chiefs are like 14 days from week one kickoff, and I'm like I'm, nervous right now. I'm not thinking about it because then the days will just drag on slower yes. and slower. So I'm trying to fully remove myself from that situation, but I gotta say, every time I'm pulling up to Kaufman, I'm I'm eyeing that beauty over there, and I I'm thinking oh. about her, and it's gonna be and a ride. We have to go through like on Thursday night too, like we have to do like the ring ceremony and like the banner raising, like all of that stuff. We finally get to see like normally on on week ones of the NFL, I'm just like pissed off because it's the Patriots like Boston you know damn it but now for us finally (laughs) like we get to go through all that on-field like experience and I can't believe it's two weeks away like I I literally cannot believe it I'm so excited from and on top of that we're going up against the Texans so Mm. it's just gonna be an emotional roller coaster it will especially for the poor the poor city of houston too like they were up what was it 24 to 0 um and then now the evil schedulers whoever comes up with the schedule for the nfl like must have a deep hatred for the city of houston because the fact that they scheduled week one against the team that perhaps had the most outstanding comeback in the history of the playoffs and now they're like hey Here's the Super Bowl <laughs> ring that you guys could potentially be wearing, but you choked away a 24-0 lead. Uh, I, I can't believe it. I think it's all set up for just perfection. I think Pat Mahomes, here's here's a quick prediction. Right, Series number one. It. Pat Mahomes throws like, I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if it's going to go for a touchdown. I don't know if it's going to be caught, but I think Pat tries to throw like an 80-yard ball to kick us off 
No, I think he's going to do that too. And that's why I'm really going to disengage myself from the first quarter because first quarter of the the season opener last year, the second pass, he tried to do a no look. And I'm like, Pat, all right, buddy. We, <laughs> I, I, I can't he even talk air- about it. He airmailed that ball too. It was a <gasps> wide open touchdown to Kelsey. I remember that. And I was yeah. like, all right, that would have been sweet. But. but it was just like, let's take it back. Fundamentals. I remember looking at my dad. I'm like, dad was last year, you know, <laughs> was it too good to be true? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dad, why, why, why did Pat miss that? No look pass. I, I don't understand. Right. Exactly. The fact that he, he even went for that is, is why Pat Mahomes is just the best ever. So I'm just ready to see the same team pretty much that won the Super Bowl last year come out, play some football, cannot wait. You talked a little bit about uh, the Nordstrom rack sale going on and, uh, you know, potentially some Mm -hmm. money going there. One thing that I recently invested in is a Sammy Watkins jersey, brand new, fresh, clean, crisp. Do you have, are you eyeballing any Royals, any Chiefs jerseys, anything like that coming up? Well, I will say last season, I did make an investment of my own. I had to get my boy rookie year, came out, Miko Hardman. Love watching him play. He's my Chiefs jersey. Nice. And that's that's what I'm going to be sporting, you know. And my Royals jerseys are currently just my name on the back. So can't, you know, can't pick a favorite with the Royals. I love them all. I cheer them all on. So. I love their merch though. Check it out. Royalsteamstore.com. I respect that. And like a, I mean, I'm sort of in this, you know, unfortunate state where I feel like I need to have a new Jersey each and every year. I hope Mm. that stops because you know, they're, they're not entirely that cheap. Um, And, and like, I I feel bad. So like, I want to wear my Sammy Jersey week one, but I also wore my Juan Thornhill Jersey last Mm. year at, as my rookie guy. And then I also, you know, feel like I should be wearing my Pat jersey too because yeah. he brought us a Super Bowl. So it's it's a maybe you do maybe you you wear them all. Layer? Yeah. That could, could be layer. a look. Yeah, that might be nice. A little hot down there in Dallas, but it's all right. I can use some I can use some sweat. I'll sweat it out. It'll be like a like a little weight cutting routine that I'm going on. I, I might I might do this. Week one feels like the week to do it. And then also, uh, Kansas Cityans, Chiefs fans, while you're listening, do not forget to take off that day after. Use use one of your PTO days. Uh, it'll be well worth it. Mm-hmm. So you can fully enjoy the Chiefs experience for week one. Um, so do not send your employers back on me when everyone is sending out their PTO requests uh, just a few days ahead of that. Um, Lydia. To wrap us up yeah. for this episode, I wanted to – all right, what, let's, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. All right. We've got, we've got some questions set aside, um, mm-hmm. and I'd like to, to at least you know, turn it over to you. Episode 31, it's, it's been a journey. We've overcame a lot, I think, thus far, um, have gotten a lot of good insights. We've done a lot of good stuff. But I want to, you know, finally give the op- give you the opportunity as a co-host because mm-hmm. that is your, you know, official title for episode thirty-one. 
Um, right. I'd like to give you the opportunity to to sort of take charge, uh, take this episode where you'd like, and what I believe we have coming our way is is a maybe a set of questions that you have that you may have for me. Um, so there you go. I'll let you do with it as you will. Episode thirty-one. You are now in the driver's seat. Finally, it's about darn time, Jeff. No, I'm kidding. It's been great so far. I've loved being on the All Talk Pod, but now we're going to do a little uh, Q&A interview session with Lydia Taylor. So thanks so much for taking the time out of your personal podcast to talk to me. The first question I have for you is a question I have been, I wouldn't even call it a question necessarily. I would frame it more as a debate topic. I know that you are someone who games. You recently um, hit the Twitch market. Congratulations to you. So what I want to know is what the equivalent to a gaming session is for non-gamers. What is an experience like gaming with the guys, gaming with your friends, anybody can game. What is that for somebody who is not a gamer in their life. So uh, first off, I I would like to say I appreciate the question and I think it's a fantastic one. Um, Real quickly, I I will point out that there is nothing like a gaming session. So it is is hard to compare, but there there have been a few thoughts that have came to mind. And actually this question was brought up I'm serious, not too long ago on an actual gaming session with the boys. So really, you know, we've kicked around a, a few different ideas. Um, yes. And it's something because w- when you find yourself in the moment and you're like, wow, look at us just hanging out, you, you know, sometimes a gaming session can turn into like a four hour thing. And you're like, sheesh, we've pretty much just been in a conversation for like four hours right now. And y- Guys, we would never just like pick up the phone and and call each other. So it, it's it's sort of unique. I will say for an equivalence of gra- of gals, um, what I've come to realize is that girls in in their post grad life, maybe we'll set up like a book club session and pop open some white wine, some rosé, perhaps, uh, and they'll talk about a book for like 20 25 minutes and then they'll they'll get into like girl dish talk um Mm -hmm. maybe talk about nordstrom sale uh what's hot on the market what what tiktok dances they may be involved with or interested in recently so Mm -hmm. i I think like a a weekly book club or if there was like a bi-weekly on monday nights for example because monday night is like a big gaming night well that's perfect because monday night's bachelor night which we have coming up yes which we will also be getting into uh quite extensively for the bachelor too have you seen that they're doing like a the panel this season so i don't know what this season is gonna look like but all i gotta say is i i'm ready to go for the season premiere because it is gonna take us on the patriot world's a fun ride of our lives. Our feet are going to be dangling. We don't know what direction. We're going to be flipped upside down. We're going to feel nauseous. We're going to feel a jolt of adrenaline. It's going to be the real deal. So you guys might do gaming, but we have a thing called Bachelor Mondays. So to each their own. I guess we'll have to, 
we'll have to maybe open it up to both communities, the gaming community and Bachelor Nation, to decide. Maybe there's some middle ground that we could all, you know, find and share together at some point. I think I that think, would be ideal. I think it would actually be a perfect scenario. So you have a group of gamers, right? And we're we're talking same room. We have a big living room, but we've got two flat screen TVs. There's a commercial break for The Bachelor. We all, you know, fill up our beverages, have a little chat, and then it's go time. You guys restart your game and we flip back to the show. So this could I think we have yeah. created a but I also think, you know, gamers can't come to Bachelor Night and vice versa. Us, us, us bas- Bachelor people can't be uh, coming to your gaming sessions. But you know what? That that leads me to you just have such a bright mind. That's why we're Thank having you. this interview session. I want to know, and we talked about it actually at the beginning of the season a little bit, um, today being 31 episodes, Priest Holmes episode. If you could pick a Chiefs alumni to be a part of the current Chiefs roster, who would you pick? And please elaborate. So there's there's a few choices that come to mind right off the bat. Um, and, and really what I'm thinking about are where are some issues that our current team struggles with? Uh, mm-hmm. Where could we use a little bit of help? and Number one, who, who's really sticking out to me is Derek Johnson. Mm. Um, he's a recent retiree. He actually spent a little bit of time on the Oakland Raiders as well. But he is a middle linebacker. Uh, DJ will certainly go into the Chiefs Hall of Fame for his efforts. Uh, career leader in tackles, I believe, for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a monster stat to put up. Uh, so he was one of the always the most solid middle linebackers in the league and and again a position that we're sort of struggling with someone that I also think would be really really cool to just have on this team right now is throw out Dante Hall with Tyree Hill and McCole Hardman and Dante Hall like I think we would earn a kick return or a punt return once a game yeah Um, we would definitely figure out some sort of special teams play where we would find out a way to stick all three of them on a punt return in the back and just absolutely mind boggle people. So I think DJ is probably a little bit more of the sound answer, the correct answer, I believe. Uh, But Dante Hall on this team, just adding that speed and and his elusiveness to what we already have would be a sight to see. I'm glad you took that approach to it because my initial thought was straight to Jamal Charles. I mean, yeah. what a great and what a great guy. And that is a guy that I wish we could have put a Super Bowl ring on for wearing a Chiefs uniform. But I agree. I agree with the choices that you brought. I think I think all three of those names uh, would would match really well with the team we've got going on right now. So I appreciate that insight on that topic. Now, Last but not least, we're going to dive a little personal, and I'm actually Uh going to do a little bit of a follow-up question um, from your recent episode where you did the All Talk Pod mailbag. You spoke about your hair routine, um, (laughs) blow-drying a specific cream and or gel that takes you to the beach. I want to know, you know, when did you start 
thinking, I, as a man now, care about my presentation? When does that flip on for um, males? I, okay, so, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my hair routine. It's something that uh, I take pride in. It's something that I, I typically enjoy doing. And it's something that I've gotten down to a sort of a science. So it's not taking me very long anymore to, to get, make sure everything's looking high and tight up there. All right. I will say overall, it, it is definitely maybe second semester senior year post-graduation to where you're not waking up and like rolling out of bed and your huge pajama pants and your oversized sweatshirt wearing your slides and going to pick up you know yellow sub like right it's after the time where you're like okay if I run into someone right now do I want to look like a total idiot or do I want to be relatively put together so I think getting outside once you graduate college, and that's probably way too late to start caring <laughs> about what you look like. <laughs> but I would say it's 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 when I was like, all right, it's when I bought a a blow dryer for my hair. So uh, you know, I think that I, I think that's when I in that I got exact put over moment you decided you decided in that moment I'm not only taking charge of my side hustle. I'm going to start a podcast, but you know what? I'm also going to get a blow dryer because it's time for me to start stepping out every day. And I appreciate that. And I I respect that, Jeff. And I think that's why you found success because you care. And I know that was kind of a funny question, but I I don't mean that sarcastically. You you do care and it shows. And and I have a blow dryer too. So I don't have to towel dry my hair for so long. and you know what, fellas, if you're on the edge, you know, should I buy a blow dryer? Should I not? Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us maybe spent some time in, in a fraternity and a blow dryer. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if someone had a blow dryer in the frat house? Yeah, right. That thing would be out the window in 0.2 seconds. But I will say it really expedites your your morning process of getting ready. So I would encourage you guys to maybe mm-hmm. do a little Amazon search. They're like 20 bucks. Work harder. Uh, Work smarter, not harder. Buy a blow dryer, 2020. <laughs> we should go into the blow dryer business. Yeah, for sure. It's a huge market. I think so. Um, all right. Well, Wids, is is that all you had for me? I three. I you know we touched a little right bit there. of everything, and I just i I wanted to genuinely know, and now I know. Bachelor Mondays, DJ, yeah, and a blow dryer. It's really. That's really all it is when it comes to Jeff Woodruff. <laughs> That's that is literally all you need to know about me. Um, well, folks, that about wraps us up for episode thirty-one of the pod. For you Thursday listeners out there, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in on the day that this is meant to be listened to. Uh, for you Friday listeners out there, how about you go to hell? Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but for you Friday listeners specifically, you guys are very, very close to your weekends. Uh, I'd like to say I'm proud of you for for getting this far through your week. It's, it's been a wild ride. Um, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. For you 31 out of 31ers, it's, it's been fantastic to have your listenership throughout almost this nine, these nine months of 2020. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, 
I also want to say thank you again to Lydia for co-hosting with me this evening. Lydia, before we cut the listeners loose, any any last words, anything that you'd like to to stick with the listeners, or would you just like them to say farewell? Farewell. Have a great, have weekend. A great weekend. Monday, Kansas City Royals are back in Kauffman Stadium. 30 minutes before every home game's first pitch, you can find me, Royals.com, Royals Facebook Live, counting it down, having fun. If you haven't done it yet, come on, join in. And now farewell. Come on. Thank you so much again, Lydia. Uh, I appreciate that. And if you guys are not tuning in um, 30 minutes before each and every home game at the K, then stop listening to this (laughs) podcast right now. All right. Uh, that about does it. We will see you for episode 32. Everyone have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Love you guys. And buy a blow dryer. <laughs> mm-hmm.